this on. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is your favorite stylist, favorite stylist, leader of all things luxury and the soft girl society. Miss Style Your Clothes and Soothe Your Souls, the style psychologist herself, Sinet Nicole, and you are tapped in, tuned in, and turned on to Sinet Nicole Approved, that is the flyest podcast around. And I have a very special guest with us today. I'm so happy to have her. I'm so excited. I fell in love with her content via TikTok and I'm hooked. And I'm sure once you hear her origin story, you will be hooked too. So I am going to let her introduce herself. How are you? Hello. I'm so honored to be here. Um, thank you. First off, my name is Ashley Coffey. I am, I guess, the host or rockin' juice of I'll Tell You What, and I am a podcast co-host of Do I Do Wedding Podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell us about how the origin story of Ashley Coffey, of Who I Do, and I'll Tell You What. How do we get where we are now? So the origin story of me started back in May 1987. Okay. Shout out to the 80s babies. Okay. Because we're out here. In Decatur, Georgia. Yes. Um, And throughout time, I've always just been drawn to representation and creating media for Black people. Absolutely. Um, Or, you know, necessarily, not even always black people i mean that's always like in my mind absolutely those audiences that aren't always heard or represented yes. um, so i think back to when i was younger i wanted to like start a magazine and then um as i got older and i realized i couldn't find creative outlets for myself i would create them through like blogs i had a food blog um for about three or four years awesome where i was looking or mostly going to like lesser known restaurants yeah in the Atlanta area yeah um and just writing about them and you know meeting those business owners and restaurateurs and things like that and being able to try to tell their stories in some sense through my food experiences yeah I did that for several years um and then I guess kind of around the time that that was wrapping was when I got engaged and kind of, yeah. And so prior to getting engaged though, I love podcasts. I am a podcast girl. Yes, me too. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I was listening to a few podcasts before I got engaged because I knew it was coming. Right. And so I just kind of wanted to be prepared. Yes. But I noticed that the majority of podcasts I listened to were very white. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of black people, black voices, black vendors, brides, people in general on these episodes, on these people's podcasts. And I was taken aback because I'm like, I know black people get married. I know black yes. people have weddings. And I know there are black wedding vendors. So like, yeah. why are we not seeing that? Oh, not so, only do we get married, honey, we show out when we get married. Look, look <laughs> we are going to like, do the absolute the most so i'm like why is it that this isn't being represented on those podcasts so i reached out to my best friend who at the time been dating her now husband for about six months Mm -hmm. and i was like do you want to do a black girl wedding podcast with me and she was like "Hmm." is she's thinking the time commitment i'm not engaged right all these things but i convinced her because i was like i feel like some of these conversations we need to normalize it being okay for people to look at this, have these thoughts, have opinions when you're not engaged, when yeah. you're still dating, when you're yeah. single. It is perfectly fine. Everything is preparation, right? You have to exactly. you have to prepare for what you pray for, for what you're trying to manifest, for what you see for your life. You exactly. have to prepare for what you ask for so that when it comes, you can keep it, sustain it, maintain it. So it makes perfect sense. And I think women are always more prepared anyway. I think we can envision what we want for our wedding. Even the, right. even a, a woman who's not super into weddings can kind of tell you or gauge what she would have would like. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, just stuff that you see in passing. Yeah. You want to have an opinion whether you like something or you don't. And right. I just always felt like you don't need to be engaged 
or in a long-term relationship to have an opinion on your wedding yeah. or what you want. Yeah. I think that's, but that's just me. No, so. that's me too, girl, because I, <laughs> I've been, full disclosure, I've been married before. I'm divorced now, but I am still a lover of love. I'm a proponent of love. I perpetuate it. I want it for others. I want it for myself. I deserve it. It is our birthright. I, I I subscribe to it. So I already know what my second wedding looks like in my head. So I just need the fiance to agree and be on the same accord. But girl, there's no shame in my game. I know what I want, how I want it, and what I want it to be. I eloped the first time, so I didn't really get my fair shake. Yeah. So this one, oh, mm -hmm. the most. I the most love yeah i think we all I should i think it's like we kind of shame ourselves into thinking that like we're not worthy or something it's weird a hundred percent that and there's so much around like weddings that is being dismissed it's always just kind of like you should invest your money somewhere else mm -hmm. you should wait you know invest your time somewhere else mm -hmm. and go or if a wedding is free it's because she spent $50 on a wedding dress or she, you know, like it's, it goes viral when the wedding costs less than $5,000. It's yeah. like we shame people for having high aspirations right. and being able to afford these aspirations right. because for the most part, no one is asking the person with the opinions to pay right. for this, right? Like the person that used this on their phone or what have you. Right. And so... I didn't like that. So kind of starting my process of like being engaged, I was just learning so much and soaking so much up because I didn't know how much weddings cost. I didn't know how much food was, flowers, right. all of that. And so I wanted to be able to kind of go through that process and yeah. help also kind of educate folks at the same time. Absolutely. As I was going through that though, I was realizing it's more than just researching vendors and figuring out like which wedding venue you're going to get married at, but right. it's also realizing there's a lot of a heavy emotional like thoughts and feelings that yes. are going to occur yes. when you're just in that stage of life because yes. people are going to disappoint you. Yes. People that <laughs> you either expected to disappoint you or didn't expect to disappoint you will Absolutely. disappoint you. Absolutely. You'll understand how others don't value the dollar the same way you do mm -hmm. in the sense of playing with your RSVPs and things like that. And there's a lot of complex layers, I think, to wedding planning that I don't think is usually discussed. So I feel as if you I do fixes or kind of creates that space to have those conversations about the things that brides or brides to be or wives or vendors or whomever it is that they're having in the back of their head. Like we did this episode on our second year anniversary we're about to hit four years i was trying to that's awesome congrats that's you. a big deal that is a big deal that's no easy feat this is my first year i'm just wrapping up and i'm like wow it four is years a lot when you're consistent yes we're, we've taken the summer off but we hit 150 episodes wow and i was just going through our numbers yesterday and we've hit over 70,000 downloads. Wow. And I'm like, and some of that occurred, like those milestones occurred since we've taken this break. We're coming back. Wow. But, but you I'm know what? Like, you guys yeah. have, you're consistent with like your socials. So that draws yeah. the crowd in even when you're on break. And when if you can hit those milestones while on break, imagine what you can do when you come back. Are you kidding that's me? 70,000. That's so inspiring. Thank you for sharing that because yeah. it inspires me to keep going. Like, even if I don't, I'm not where I want to be. I have to remember that, you know, this is a, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And, Definitely. you know, I'm passionate about it. And I know that I can cultivate what I want in time. 100%. You know, that's amazing. And Congrats. Thank you. And here I am and with you. my little 40 episodes. Like, <laughs> you will look up and you will be because you'll be in 50 in a second and then you'll look up you'll be at 75 you'll look up you'll be at 100 wow and I'm like one thing i didn't realize 
until I actually, it was either earlier this year or late last year, I just did like a real download of like our numbers per month, whole bunch of spreadsheets so I could kind of see how this all kind of, you know, looked. Mm -hmm. And because in my mind, I'm like, same amount of people are always listening. Like, we're not growing. But then when I actually look, we are. Like, yeah. when I look year over year, month over month, like, there's progress. Last, yeah. You know, this time last year. And so the same is probably for you as well. Like, you're always growing. If, yep. you, if you're really dedicated to this, it's yeah. going to show. It, because I think so many people see podcasts as a, like, oh, it's a thing. So let me do a podcast. Right. They don't really care about it. They're not committed. And they do it for a few months and then they're done. They have no because idea. They didn't have the, right. And they didn't plan it out in that Right. Like, they didn't really map out, like, what are you actually trying to do here? Like, right. When we started Who I Do, I had no idea where it would go. In my mind at that point, I was just like, we're just going to be talking to, like, black brides and black wedding vendors. Right. And we're just going to be, you know, like, going through the motions and, you know, going through wedding planning. And then we started talking to different people and being more like deeper into it. And then after I got married and then Mia got engaged, Aww. we started going through the process all over again. And it was just like, there was just so much we were learning. And yeah. There's so many layers. There's so many layers to a wedding and there's so many layers to a woman and there's so many layers to a black woman. Cause you know, we are the end all be all. <laughs> okay. That part. So it's like, it's like you add wedding woman, black woman, and you have a whole nother level of expectations, of desires, of, of visions that need to be executed. And like you said, there's so much you think you know, but then when you're in the thick of it, there's so much more to learn, you know? So I think so that your podcast is needed. It's necessary. All of your content is amazing. It's so well done. It's like really, it's entertaining. It's unbiased. It's truthful. You know, it gives the necessary information. It shines a light on those who need, you know, to be shown on. It gives fun facts. You know, I've learned about couples I didn't even know about. And I learned fun facts about couples that I knew of. I just love it. I love, I, I love everything about it. Love it, love it, love it. It's so, I mean, I was telling my sister, I'm like, you got to check this out. Like, it's totally up our alley. Like, there's so many women that just can relate, you know, to, again, navigating through the process and need the help and the fact that you guys decided to utilize your platform to not only just be transparent about your journey and your experience through love marriage engagement and all the things but to actually then drop gems and plug others in and bring others along with you and i think that if more of us had that mindset in other facets of the world it'd be a better place <laughs> you know to like not only say i'm going through this but hey i'm not the only person let me share what i've learned so that the process can be more seamless for the next person, you know, or just sometimes you, when you listen to some podcasts, you just feel like you can relate, you know, like you just feel like you, that person, that person understands you, even though, you know, you don't know each other. So I think that it's very relatable as well. You guys, this podcast is really relatable. And it's like, like you said, even if you're not married or engaged, the thought process is the same, right. you know, we've all been or will be there, you know what I mean? Right. So I do think that we we can relate to each other in ways that people don't even realize. Again, with the shaming, right, that comes along with things, I think we kind of shy away from having that healthy dialogue, you know, and, and creating sisterhoods and tribes of women that can relate in different ways. You know, I think that society wants us to feel unworthy. And yes. that's why with my brand, I'm very purposeful. Like, I... Um, Oh, what is that? Oh no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it's very um purposeful. I feel like um it's very important for me, like even with just like when I when I release shirts, like my my main mantra shirt that's my bestseller is my know your worth shirt. And I'm never gonna take it down. Like a lot of the things that I do are capsule collections. Like once they're sold out once, I don't bring them back. I put them in the vault. But the Know Your Worth shirt just resonated. I mean, it's something that it's a lifelong thing. You know, it's a mantra for life. It's not something that's temporary. You're you're always worthy in every yeah. stage of your life. So um, I'm really purposeful with everything that I do, and I hope that you know God sees my efforts and He'll align things the way they need to be. He's definitely aligned it for you and your partner. And I think that is so 
Oh, I just love you guys. I love your stories. Like, I love the animation also. Like, <laughs> like your jargon is so similar to like how me and my sisters talk. Like, it's so funny. Like the white. <laughs> it's like my favorite. <laughs> it gets me every time. I'm like, I felt it. I felt it right here. <laughs> No, I love it. I tell you, I put so many people on. Like, you guys got to check her out. Like, it's so good. And I love how you always end. Like, your content is so captivating because, and people can take notes. Like, if, you know, Style Squad, if you're listening, Soft Girl Society, if you're listening, she always leaves you wanting more. Like, on TikTok, you're like, go to the tube of you, you know, if you want to hear, or you just come back tomorrow. So it's like that cliffhanger. Like, you want to hear what else happened with such and such? So, like, that to me is like, you get me every time. I'm like, yes, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I love yes, I love that. I love it. I love it. May I ask you, what do you think of the current state of love and marriage? Like, do you think specifically black marriage, do you think that we've done a better job of uplifting the idea of black love, black marriage, black luxurious weddings, if you have it to do, um, black opulence, because like I said, you know, we've been shamed into thinking that we're not deserving of those things, even if we can't afford it. Um, do you think that I personally, I, I would say my stance is we've come a long way and I appreciate where we are, but we still have a long way to go. What are your thoughts on our current state? A hundred percent that. I mean, I think weddings, marriage, more so marriage is so complex because on one hand, you have a lot of people that compare today's state of just life, society, how we operate, how our relationships are, how our marriages go, to the marriages of yesterday. I think that's one thing I've been enjoying about I'll Tell You What and kind of uncovering is that it shows that there were differences, but then a lot of stuff is Still the same. Still like, the same. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that our parents and grandparents and great grandparents went through is the exact same yeah. thing that we are going through today. But the Absolutely. difference is, as women, we have more autonomy and ownership, and we're not as reliant on our spouse to be able to do things. Absolutely. Back in the day, it felt as if marriage was mandatory. Right, mm -hmm. like a lot of people, you, you know, guy meets girl, they date a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, you're not too bad. They get right. married. Right, it's, it was they a settling. It was a settling, going along to get along. This is just the thing to do at this stage in life. Exactly. Yeah. Because then your family had more input than two, because they're right. looking at the type of guy or girl, mm -hmm. and they're deciding that okay, good job, nice looks. This, you know, mm -hmm. haven't heard anything about them. They go mm -hmm. to church, they do this, they mm -hmm. do that. It's like those were the boxes that were checked, not mm -hmm. necessarily about compatibility, personality, right. things like that. Right. So then you have these people that get together. And at that time, mostly the man was the one that had the main say so of how the relationship would go, mm -hmm. how many kids they would have. Mm -hmm. And the woman was just, there right mm -hmm. like she was the one that had to take care of the house and take care of the kids and cook and feed he would come home from work be tired sit on the couch watch tv and, and she would still have to do with homework and mm -hmm. doing all these things and every now and then you would hear these stories of how like the the husband would help or be a little bit more domestic right, right. but for the most part that wasn't the norm Mm -hmm. So you see people fast forward to like today where they're like, oh, well, we don't have marriages like our grandparents anymore. People ain't staying together no more. And it's like, she had to because okay, that she part. could not afford to. That part. Like, it wasn't always uh, because she wanted to. It was a it was a need more than a want. Exactly. You know, Birth control when it was first introduced Ugh. wasn't even widely accepted in the black community. Right. Because we had already gone through the like basically the Tuskegee experiment. That. We had gone through other things where black people just by large had a very um uneasy feeling 
towards anything the government was presenting. So for the government to introduce birth control, right. was like, what are you trying to do? Right. Because you look, like, I have one of my great-grandmas um, have, like, ten children. You know, like, so you think of back in the day when they live in, like, rural communities or, like, not big metropolitan areas, they're having a lot of kids. And the kids were working and the kids were helping out. And they were, mm-hmm. doing, you know, they were very much participating in their community and their families at an earlier age mm-hmm. than we are today because times have evolved and changed. So I think when I look at Black marriage today, I think it's more authentic. I think Black relationships today, for the most part, Black marriages today, are truly because there is actually love there and there actually is like some sentiment of I care about what happens to you outside of seeing you as someone to just procreate with or like create a family with like I'm seeing you as an equal and that was another thing you know we didn't see as much of so I think I'm optimistic about the state of marriage black marriage um, moving forward but I think too we're more selective and I like that so if we don't have as many people getting married now than we did back then and 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 we always say these things without really checking statistics right but I think as long as those relationships are authentic and loving and truly like reciprocal I'm fine with that it right. doesn't have to be how it was back then yeah. Because the motivations to change, you know, there's so many things that have changed over time. I feel like people need to do what works best for them. What works for me won't work for you or work for the other person. And yeah. people need to stop uh, hyper focusing on what the social norm would be and focus yes. more on what feels good to them. I always say I have a million mantras, by the way, like I'm a mantra queen. And one of my one of my mantras I always say is. You need to worry about what looks good on you instead of what looks good on paper. So it's not what looks good on paper. It's what looks good on you. I always say that because a lot of things can look good on paper and make you miserable. What looks good on you? What feels good to you? What feels authentic, organic? What feels seamless? What feels like home? What feels like serenity? That's what you should be seeking, not what worked for this one, that one, or the other one. Because if we listened you know, to, to someone based on their lens of life and their experiences, We'd be in a world of trouble. <laughs> We've been in a world of trouble because that you, my mother used to say, consider the source. And also look at their track record before taking advice. There are some couples, you know, from, from you know, before our era that have stood the test of time because they chose to and they're happy and all the things. But I would not take advice from someone who hasn't had successful long term relationships or marriages. You know, like there are some people that are bitter and jaded and may guide you in the wrong ways, um, you know, may guide young people in the wrong ways based on their trauma, their hurt, you know. And so you have to be very careful and just do what works for you. If you're not hurting anyone, what difference does it make if it doesn't look like the traditional way or it doesn't look like what auntie or granny and them want you to do? You know what I mean? Because like you said, their circumstances were different and they were conditioned, unfortunately, to stay in situations that were let's call a spade a spade oftentimes beneath them like they deserve better they just didn't get it it just wasn't it was that wasn't their story but it doesn't their story also doesn't have to be ours and the way that we can honor them you know especially if they're ancestors the way we can honor the ones that are already gone is by living life the way we truly deserve full out in love life is not a dress rehearsal it's full out i want all of it I always tell people that, and they're like, well, you know what? You can't have this. No, you can. Two things could be true at the same time. I'm not a monolith, and neither is my life. Personally, professionally, my romantic life, none of it is monolithic. I can and will have the things I want because I know that I've done the work to be the person that deserves that, if that makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So, girl, don't get me to ramble, and I can ramble all day. <laughs> but I'm very passionate about that. I hate that. I, I'm really big on positive lifestyle enthusiasm, and I really think that, especially you know, black women, women of color, we don't have, we don't have, we're almost, we're getting there, but we still don't really believe a lot of us that we are worthy of the things that we truly desire. So we will settle more. Men don't settle as much as us, if you notice. No. 
and really your don't. stories on you know your stories on um the tube of you as you say and on tiktok are proof of that the men are not settling it's the women that are getting the short end of the stick in most of those stories you know for sure and every now and then when you see a woman that doesn't go the route like for in, for instance um, the recent stories about like Deborah Lee and Bob Johnson yes. and all of that, where yeah. a lot of the stories that I've told or shared, the men cheated or towards the end, the relationship was dying. Mm-hmm. The couple gets separated before the divorce is finalized. He's already moved on to the next. Mm-hmm. And by the time he married or divorces the next one, within weeks sometimes or a month, mm-hmm. he's married mm-hmm. to the next so that was always a thing and no one really batted an eye that nope. much about that never but when we mentioned that deborah lee had an affair outside of the fact that she had received this promotion and then from there she goes on to become the ceo when his contract ends people saw that as she slept her way to the top mm-hmm. and then she did all of this so she could become the ceo of the company that they, was never her goal. Then, she was actually about to leave the company to start a toy store when, before like the promotion came her way. So I've been just like, why are we blaming her for this and not looking at him when if, because again, I read these stories, I wasn't there. So I still try to give people some grace. You know, you give a lot of grace. You're so unbiased. I think (laughs) you're the way in which you tell the story. The reason why I think everyone loves your, your content so much is because you give so much grace. You come from an unbiased standpoint. You don't put your personal opinions. You don't, you know, make assumptions. You just give the facts and you tell it in a way that's funny and that's just yeah. inviting. You know what I mean? But you're giving the facts. It's not one way or the other. This is what it is. And you guys can determine your opinions on it. I'm just going to tell it like it is. And you, it's up for grabs as it relates to what your lens on it is, you know? Exactly. And I don't think a lot of content creators consider that. They kind of like harp on their own opinions and they do have a biased narrative in the way they storytell. And sometimes that could be off-putting, you know? Yeah. To, to some viewers, but I love the way you tell your stories. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I really do try to just present you the information and you do make the decision as yeah. you will because yeah. we all have different experiences. We've all gotten to this point in our lives, but we don't all have the same stories of how we got to this point, right? So yeah. I don't want to tell you this is how you should feel about this. Right. I may have my own personal feelings. I'm not going to try to influence you. Yeah, or impose it on anyone. You're just giving the story. And the stories are super interesting. They're, like I said, they're super funny. They're great. I love them. I love when it's like, oh, part two tomorrow. I'm like, oh, girl, you got to tell me what else. (laughs) What now? Say what now? Um, Because, I mean, we again, we're not monolithic. We're many things. We're all flawed individuals, and some of our favorites are the most flawed. It doesn't take away from their contributions to Black culture, so to speak. It's just humanizing them. You humanize them, you know? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Truly, you have summed it up, so I'm glad. Thank you. You are. (laughs) No, I feel you, girl. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, everybody is. I mean, you can have all the awards or the, you know, honors and the all of the accolades but at the end of the day you're still a flawed individual and i think it's really interesting to look at people's lives through their relationships yeah to see kind of how their world dances and weddings and marriages and all that ties into these moments that we know them by right like i try to Keep that also as like, okay, well, this was happening in their lives professionally. So you can also kind of balance like this with that. Right. right? And why the behavior Um, may be the way it is. There's always a why, whether we agree with the behavior or not, there's always a why. I always say your, so your trauma, your life experiences explain why you did what you did, but it never excuses what you did. So I always make that clear, that clarification when I'm on the podcast explaining a why. It's not like I'm excusing someone's behavior. Like right. you, I'm giving the facts so you understand where the behavior derived from. And then yeah. you make the decision about how you feel about what 
the person did. It doesn't excuse it, you know? For sure. So we're doing we're next week's episode with <gasps> Marvin Gaye. Oh my gosh. That's gonna be like a five part on TikTok, I'm sure. Cause like he has yes. so much it's a lot. I've heard so many different yes. stories, so I would love to hear what you have because I know what you have are the facts. Ooh, I've read, heard so many different stories. It's a it's intense from what I've heard. I read the biography that he was working on at the time he passed, and oh wow, his, in the biography, his wife, his second wife, wrote. Mm. Yeah, intensity. That's part of the reason why I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to do a rerun or a break this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that. I didn't realize he had all of that going on in his life. He um, had so much trauma already. Oh my and God. to pass the way he did was just oh my God. unimaginable. I know that was before our time, but right. we, I, you know, we grew up hearing about, about him. And so oh, yeah. I'm, so I can't like, wait. You knew his dad killed him. Yeah. Him. But to like learn the history from his childhood. The journey, like, the whole, the whole, yeah, it's a lot. I, I have shied away, like I have a book club, but I've shied away from that particular memoir because I'm I'm an empath. So I think I'm gonna like, yeah. sometimes you hold on to it because it's so intense. You're like, oof, still thinking about it. Like, whoa, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm I excited to, to hear the yeah. episode. Um, Wow, Marvin Gaye. How many, how many times was he married? Twice? Yes, he was just married twice. Hmm. He was a fine man though, I'm not gonna lie. He was it very was, attractive. Was, I did not realize that as much until, like, kind of looking back later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And very um, stylish, might I add. You know, he had, he had a way about a little, you know, aura about yeah. him, you know? He did. He and really he was, did. He, did. he stood out from, like, the other artists. That Absolutely, he did. Imagine where he could have gone had he, had he, you know, been able to survive it or just it yeah. have never happened. Um, we always, I mean, all the greats, you know, have left us. Most of the majority of greats, unfortunately, have left us too way too early. And it's, it's, I, I hate to hear tragedy. I, you know, I, I long for the day where we can have, you know, our greats live long, long, long lives and get all yeah. the lifetime achievements and all the things. We do have some, but, you know, I, I, I wish it to be more and less tragedy for sure. For sure. Um, do you think in your industry that there's gatekeeping? I ask all of my Sinet Nicole approved guests about the idea of gatekeeping, specifically in black spaces, because it does exist. We're doing good, but we have a long way to go, as I say. And I do feel like, obviously, you have let the floodgates open, because that's literally your brand, right? To let the floodgates open and to give information to brides and um, to people who are interested in navigating through the marriage, you know, engagement and wedding experience. Um, so you are literally the opposite of gatekeeping. Um, but do you feel that you have encountered gatekeepers, so to speak, when you were looking for resources as it relates to your brand journey? A hundred percent. Um, Me too, I mean, girl. Even still, even <laughs> as I've approached, like, I'll tell you what, I think we're so used, especially in like black spaces mm-hmm. where there's only a few, right? That yeah. Have- hit whatever level or climb to whatever kind of tops or what have you. I think there's still this kind of, and I'm sure it's rooted in slavery or absolutely you know, slavery where it's, mm-hmm. there's only room for so many. Yeah. Everybody can't whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes down to like being, um, trying to share resources or, you know, trying to, help people out it's interesting because from kind of the wedding podcast side i see it as people will use you as much as they can but Mm. then that's pretty much it say it again this is where i got the information from this is where i got those resources from this is the one that helped me x y and z Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. one thing i know we definitely try to do over there is okay Y'all don't want to share like the places or the resources or the things that have helped. We'll do it. Yeah. Because we don't mind if other people eat. We know that it it's room for everyone. One place. Exactly. It's money for everyone. There's room for everyone, exactly. and no one coming on you helping the next person or plugging someone in, as I would say, or giving the resources is not going to dim your light if your light is truly innate. 
no one can dim it never ever ever so i think that we need to like recondition ourselves recalibrate that thought process because it's so toxic and it's so ridiculous and i've encountered it i'm i still encounter it but like i said i lead with love and light and i don't operate on a frequency that even allows me to like continue to like acknowledge it is what it is okay that's how you get down and and deuces and that's it and so um i always ask everybody about that because i feel that that is something that we don't talk about in our community enough like what is what is it with the idea of gatekeeping you know what i mean yeah um i think we have so we are going to play some games with our i'll tell you what he why do doll here ashley um are you ready ashley to play some Sinet nicole approved games they are very innocent and family friendly yes so don't worry um so our first game is top five right and so i always remix this game but since we're talking weddings and love and all things amazing what would you say are your top five destination uh locations for weddings Mm, top five Mm -hmm. if you have three that's cool too because i know some people like oh five is hard but I'll, i'll come up with five okay um let's see so let's sprinkle in international and some domestic yes please yes i may Um, want to write this down actually (laughs) um one oh my gosh oh hold up need to pull up the actual like name it's in mexico gorgeous oh yes i know someone that went to a wedding there years ago okay plug us in sis because we need to know and people, when people think of Mexico, people just think Cancun or Tulum or whatever, but there's so much more. And this wedding took place at a resort. Ooh. I actually have grown fond of destination weddings when I was a part of one. Yes, yeah, so your top five destination weddings, starting uh, destination wedding location, starting with Mexico. Yes, mm-hmm. to be precise, Bala, Yucatan. Bala, I'm writing this down, child. Yes, Abala, Yucatan. Abala. So this is A B A L A Y U A J A. There's a, a venue space there called Hacienda Hacienda Ochil, I think. Gorgeous. Mm. Girl, I'm writing Gorgeous. this down. I'm not even playing because um, I'm going to have my decadent opulent uh amazing so wedding places like on this on these grounds where it's just like you're gonna get photos like no matter what type of bride you are if you want drama if you want like a romantic also really yes. kind of very much like outdoor kind of like courtyard oh we want it like it, it gives the look of like you have to know this place. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody's gonna get married here. Right. So the photos are already gonna be just It gives it gives exclusivity, right? Yes. It give, it gives yes. all the things that need to be gay because you always wanna feel like a unique bride, like nobody's done this yes. before, nobody's been here before. Yes. yes, we love that. Well thank you for that, because I wrote that yes. down. Note to self. Okay, so that's number your number one, number two. Yes. Number two, if you want to just stay kind of local, don't want to have to like leave the country, mm-hmm. you can do Savannah, Georgia. They have Savannah, Georgia is beautiful. Places that are just so beautiful, like old kind of hotels or like buildings that are just like so beautiful. It gives romance. It gives quintessential classic romance. When I think of Savannah, Georgia, yes, I love that. I love that for us. And what would be your number three? Number three, honestly, I would actually say New Orleans mm. because similar vibes there to Savannah. Mm-hmm. The food, oh. <laughs> you're getting the food. Oh. Like you're getting the food, you're getting the culture, and the gumbo, so the beignets. There, yes. Oh, it's and the history. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans is just like a vibe. Like it's just something about it that speaks it's to like. The, it just speaks to like, I don't know, just like, you know, it's like my bones as a black woman. It's just, 
it's something about New Orleans. You know, I feel like we all have some sort of lineage that came through there or something. Cause every, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's just, I love New Orleans. Um, so what would be number four? So we have at that special location in Mexico. We have Savannah, we have New Orleans. Really beautiful wedding in San Diego. Ooh, I had a cousin who lived there. I I haven't um been and uh, truth be told, I've only like been in a layover in New Orleans for a little while. I never actually got to stay overnight, so that's like something that's on my list of things to do this year to stay like a week in New Orleans and really soak up the culture and really get like my hands on some real beignets. But um, San Diego, you know, I I absolutely love the West Coast, but I didn't get a chance to visit my cousin, but she loved it there. She I loved have it there. not been. I've seen some really beautiful. The pictures are really nice. Yeah. And the water, you know, you have the water, so that's good for scenery. Exactly. Yeah, San Diego is a good one. I never even thought about that for wedding destination, but I like that yeah. one. So we have one, two, three, four, and what would be five? Oh my gosh. So I talked to this girl last year on BYU that mm-hmm. got married. Black, by the way. We got married at called Ercia Al Poggio mm. in Italy. Mm. Basically, she rented this whole villa for her family. Whoa. And four days, four days. Like a wedding weekend experience. That's what I want. Yeah. I want I want my destination wedding to be like three, four days of just like a whole experience. She was Ooh. like, it was like the whole staff, everything. They were super accommodating. Super, yeah. Super sweet. It's my kind of girl. They're overlooking like these vineyards. It's oh. like Tuscan countryside. Oh. And it's just my kind of girl. Yeah. I envision my bridal shower being at a vineyard. I do. That's what I, I, maybe Italy is my vibe. Cause like. She said this whole wedding cost, I think like maybe $60,000. Are you serious? In Italy? Yeah. And she like to fly all her, well she didn't pay for flights. Right. Like house House them, host, host them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And rent out this whole place Mm -hmm. for like half a week. She was like, if I would have gotten married in California. It would have been like. Half a million dollars almost to do all of that stuff. Wow. What part of Italy is that, girl? Because I need to write that down. Mm-mm. Check that out. Like firm location. Let me tell you, this is the wedding plug right here. Okay, Miss Ashley is the wedding plug. I was trying to not give you standard places. No, this, this is, is, these are awesome. I've these None of these were on my bingo card today, but I love them all. And I'm definitely going to look into it. Yes, yes, this is in Barbizo, Tavern Hill, Italy. Okay. Never heard of it. Me neither, but girl, but I'm going to look into beautiful. it. Because everybody, when you think of Italy, you think of all the, you know, the quintessential places. But I'm going to look into Barbino, Italy, y'all, because like you said, for $60,000, you can't beat that. And I'm sure they, the views were breathtaking, and I'm sure the pictures yeah. were beyond, beyond. And what? she was like, most people weren't just staying in their villas, you know, like in those times around like they're just sitting around like in the courtyards and other spaces they're playing yeah. games they're like doing coffee they're exploring the area if they wanted like it was a true destination vacation for some right. of their family members right. and it's just i love that i really love that Did for you us hear about black brides getting married in europe never hear about black destination weddings I was about to say the islands is where we go. Yeah, That's just our thing. And it, the, 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 yeah, the islands are beautiful, but I yeah. think that that even having that conversation with her would probably open up, you know, a myriad of eyes to thinking about one, it's so cost effective and it's breathtakingly beautiful. So you're getting more bang for your buck and you're getting, you know, the visuals that, that you need to like, to really solidify the day as magical. I, I'm going to look into that. I promise you. Um, like you said, I don't need a ring to look into it. I'll look into no, it. not at all. No. no, no, no. You got to get ready. Yeah. Stay ready. Okay. Ready, you got to stay ready to get ready. You got to, you got to, yeah. Ready, both, ready. both. You got to get ready to yeah. stay ready, stay ready to get ready. <laughs> okay. That part. I mean, of all, yes. 
I'm looking into it. Before, when I was younger and I was, you know, proposed to and engaged and doing the whole thing and planning weddings, um, again, transparency moment, I've been engaged more than once, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, maybe on your podcast, I could tell those stories, my engagement stories, but um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I'm, I'm manifesting a person that is not necessarily like, because guys, you know, they don't care about all the kerfuffle we do. But just someone who's like in alignment with my vision, you know what I mean? Because before I think that even though the person loved me, you know, the parties who proposed to me loved me, I just don't think that we, we didn't, we weren't aligned in a lot of ways. And that's why things don't work out, right? Because we weren't aligned in the ways that, that mattered the most, not even just for the wedding, but just our overall lens on life, right? And so- I want it to be not the wedding obviously is very important, but I just want us to be aligned. And I think that the person that I'm meant to be with is going to come along and just already have similar vision. And we're just going to like fuse it together and maybe get married in Italy by the veneers. (laughs) Right. Who knows? I love those top five. So one more game. And then I want you to tell us, you know, where we can find you and what is next for I'll tell you what and who I do, because we need to know what's happening and we need to know where to support you and uplift you. So, um, rose and thorn. Um, what would you say is the biggest rose about your industry, and what would you say is the biggest thorn in your side about your industry? I think the biggest rose is the community. Like, yeah, especially like when I think of the wedding podcast side, all of the vendors that like truly support us because they're feeling. Yeah, I feel like their brides or their couples are feeling seen in yeah. the conversations that we're having. Right, and then having those moments where, like, brides reach out to us and say how much, like, our podcast helped them in yeah. their wedding process. For sure. And I'll tell you what side is just the the wide range of like people that have been showing the love and the support and really like seeing the show for what it is like not supposed to be like a gossipy thing or like no dirty it's, or tawdry or no like it's that. a celebration that's how i see yeah. it when i watch it it's a celebration it cheers me up you know it's it comes i'm a big energy person and your energy comes across as genuine organic light-hearted something to uplift not yeah. to not to put down or shame or to make people feel bad so if i if, you know what i mean there's enough depressing content in the world and just the news alone, two minutes of the news. Um, so when I, you know, when I'm on your page, I'm looking for that, you know, release and just to get some fun facts and chuckle and laugh and, yeah. you know, reflect, you know. I appreciate yeah. that. So I love that. But thorns. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So. Ugh. It's okay. The thorns overall, I think, are. From the wedding podcast side, kind of like what I was mentioning earlier, where I think people see us, they I, I don't think it's reciprocated sometimes in terms of the support and the elevation. Yeah. Um, I think we've gotten a lot of support from the white side of the wedding industry. Really? More so than the black side, which is... That is very interesting considering your brand is rooted in black love and marriage. Wow. That's a very interesting thorn. That's I didn't see that one coming. Wow. So that one from the I'll tell you what side, it's just the people that don't understand what I'll tell you what is about. So they assume that we're just attacking people. Um, when that's not the case. Yeah. I think maybe another thorn too is I didn't realize how expensive, not expensive, but like it does cost a lot to put the show. Yeah, on. to invest in yourself. It's no joke. Yes. It's no joke. Yeah. Studio so time. I launch a Patreon. Yeah. Don't, don't laugh at me. Child, no judgments here because it was suggested yeah. to me because I was like, I don't know. About... And so it was like, listen, how else, how do you think that people get it out of the mud? They literally have, everyone needs help right. sometime. You know, yeah. you're literally... You can't be a one woman show forever. You need support. And if you have to, you know, find a way to, to get, to get said, you know, funds to catapult your dream, then, Hey, no judgments here. You know, you're not robbing, killing or stealing. (laughs) You know, you can, you can be doing a lot worse. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of other, you know, content creators that are 
that are doing all kinds of things. We won't get into that today. That's a story for another I've seen day. Some of the TikTok okay, stories. anything yeah. to you know to get where they need to be. And to me, I just feel like that's just not how my soul is set up. Who you know, Godspeed to them. But I'll take the long route. I'll, if you know, if it if it gets me to where I need to be, the way I truly deserve, I'll take the long route. It's cool with me. Um, and who needs? I would say, who needs to see us? Will our tribe? You know, like your tribe has developed, and you know, my tribe is developing as well. The, you know, the soft girl society, my style squad, all the, all the luxury loves. They're they're formulating. You know, who who needs to find you? Will in due time. Yeah. Um, what's meant for us will miss us, right? And so one, oh, I have one more question and then you can tell us where we can find you. Fly or why is a game that we play here. Tell me what you think the flyest style of wedding dress is and what's the why, like a dress that you're like, I don't even know why that style exists for a wedding dress. Ooh, fly? Hmm. Like for me, I'm a mermaid dress girl. Really? I'm a heart, I'm a heart, um, a sweetheart. A sweetheart yeah, neckline. I'm a I'm a body yada yada. I want curves. I want everything. Yeah. Dramatic mermaid all the way down the aisle. That's what I envision. Um, okay. But lately, I've seen some other dresses that were semi princess, but with like a really high split. Yeah, that that I, that I also really that I also love because I love my legs. So I'm like, yeah. hmm, maybe I don't want to split. Maybe I don't want it to be so tight and confined. I don't know. So what's your favorite? I, I am in love with two-in-ones that can do close Yes, a two-in-one. So, yes. Mm-hmm. I saw this one gown, oh my gosh, by Keo Bridal, Black Bridal Stylist, mm-hmm. or Bridal Designer. So gorgeous, because it's like so fitted. Mm-hmm. You get the sweetheart neckline, you get the, and yeah. it has this like skirt over it. So it gives you kind of the elegance and everything for the ceremony. Right. For the reception, you take that back. Okay. And you get to get getting body Okay. Absolutely love that. That might be something I might look into then because I definitely always said I was definitely going to have more than one look anyway for my wedding. So a two in one is cost effective and it just, it gives the element of surprise like, hello, good evening. (laughs) I have a red. Okay. Okay. And now you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so, and I think underneath is actually for mermaids. So. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, two and one is good. Two and one. And I love a ton of designers, so I definitely can get a two and one um done. So what is your why dress? Like why do they have it? I hated it. I don't like it every time I see it. I'm like, ugh, it just doesn't do it for you. One you could do without. Like if you never saw it again, it'd be fine. To me, it's the I don't like heavy on the lace. You don't like and lace? I know lace is like having its moment again. It is. I'm not really here for the lace. I'm not here for the boho lace with like the pulled shoulders and like. I don't I really guess. like the boho. Like, I guess because no. my personal style, I, I've styled brides and, you know, it's what they want. It's their vision. Like, I always tell my clients, I want to tell your best style story, right? So it's what they want. But for me personally, like you said, I can do without boho. Like if I didn't see it again, I'd be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So no like, lace for you. You're like, no, I'm, I'm good on lace. I'm good on blush undertones or rose gold <laughs> undertones. It's just, I think we ran I think that rose gold. <laughs> I think we ran that rose gold down to the ground. You think? I think, yeah. Yeah, I think but... we ran it down to the ground. I think they're trying to kind of low key find a way to bring it back. It's, yeah. I hope not. I don't. I, I don't. I don't necessarily love it. Like it, it was cool for what it was, but I don't like. I can do without that as well. But I, to I, me, I rose gold means like a certain time frame. Yeah. Like when I see rose gold, I'm like, oh, you got married in between like 2017 and like 2019, like maybe early 2020. Let's, that to me is like let's let it go rose gold era yeah i think there's definitely some trends that we could do without for sure um thank you so much for playing senate nicole approved games i hope it wasn't too bad um um i'm just so thankful to have you here today i thank you for taking out your time obviously whoever's on my show is senate nicole approved 
Um, and that just means that, you know, you're valued, you're appreciated, what you contribute, um, you know, to your to your brand and to your um, industry and to just our culture as a whole, as a woman, you are valued. We see you, we uplift you, we shine a light on you, giving you your virtual flowers while you are here. And so I just, you know, I speak goodness and all the things that your heart desires for you and your brand. And speaking of which, what can, what can you tell us about I'll tell you what and who I do. What, what can you tell us what's happening next or what you would like the legacy to be, what you see for for the brand? Oh, great question. So for overall, I just want to be able to continue to show the fullness and the complexities, but also just like the, the nuances, those layers that we don't always get to see when it comes to black weddings black marriages, black love, because I think we're so used to it in a certain lens, and I think it's okay for us to understand that there are different experiences and different paths and whatnot, so that's that's my overall hope. Um, do I do the podcast is starting back up, so yes. this time next month, um, yes. we're going to have a new format to the show, so super excited for anyone that's either in their wedding planning process, approaching their wedding planning process. Yes. Absolutely love that. Um, I'll call you, girl. Yes. Yes. And I'll say, we manifested it on, on the episode of Samantha Nicole Approved, and here I am. Yes. And I'll meet you with my big old rock. Yes. Pear-shaped, for, preferably. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and for I'll tell you what, I just kind of want that to really grow. We've already hit over a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yes. So I'm super excited there. Want that to just keep going. Yeah, um, congratulations. Yes, thank you. I um want to start, you know, I see multiple ways of how that show will expand and hopefully one day I can be doing this on someone's TV. Yes, like, manifest you know, it. Network backing it or shoot. Uh, shall... give, give me the money yes, speak it, speak team, it, but, speak it. Yeah. And it shall be I see myself yeah. on E, honey, all the time. I'm like, I can yeah. see my with that little E mic all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. The sky is the limit. We can literally do and have anything we want. We just have to keep our hearts pure and our eyes on the prize. We got this. Right. We right. got right. this. And I just want you to know you're such an inspiration. Your content is needed and necessary. Tell the people where we can find you so we can support you. I'll tell on YouTube or the tube of you. You can find, I'll tell you what, also on TikTok, Instagram. Technically, we're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter, but I don't really be posting there. And we're on Threads, but I don't really be posting there either. <laughs> but it's I'll tell you what. Um, I'll as in A I S L E. Yes. Um, because walking all down the aisle. Stories have started or landed at the aisle for the most part right one one way or the other yeah yes (laughs) so please Um, yes follow support subscribe uplift our good sis ashley here and her amazing brand and her journey to be a proponent for love and marriage you know especially in the black community in the black space we need it it's necessary we love it i appreciate you and thank you once again for joining Sinet Nicole approved. Um, when I restock my um, Know Your Worth shirts, I'd love to send you one. Let's yeah. keep in touch because when I get engaged, I need all the deets and all the advice and all the things. Yes, for um, sure. So absolutely, tootalutely. And, um, you know, I, you're always welcome back. See, this is my first season, 40 episodes down. So you're the last episode of season one. Yay. And so we'll be back um, end of August with Net Nicole Approved Season 2. So thank you for being a part of this amazing journey, my very first season of my podcast, something that I've been trying to bring into fruition for some time, and I'm so proud. You know, sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back. Like, I did it, you know? Sure. You know, I put my, you know, one foot in front of the other. That's all it takes, and yeah. see where it goes from there. Exactly. So thank you for being a part of Season 1. Thank you for 
Yes, and I have to um, definitely tap in with you so I can send you the Sinet Nicole Mantra tea. Um, as a thank you, we are getting Sinet Nicole proof champagne glasses. So when they come, every guest will also get one of those too. But, you know, got it. We're, um, we're a work in progress brand over here. <laughs> soon come, soon come. Um, yeah, so thank you, Soft Girl Society. Sinet Nicole Style Squad and Luxury Loves for tuning in, tapping in, and turning on another episode of the Flyers Podcast around Sinet Nicole Approved, the podcast that is. Remember to keep your standards just as high as these gas prices, these rent prices, and your favorite Louboutin heels. Remember that when you know your worth, you don't give discounts, and that's a direct Sinet Nicole quote that you can find on the Sinet Nicole Mantra Tea, which Ashley will have, and you can have too, if you log on to SinetNicole.com. Shameless plug. Uh, and since, you know, uh, it is Leo season and my birthday month, we are doing a 20% off sale. So log on today and use the code SMHOLIDAY28 to get your 20% off of any Sinet Nicole items, experiences, and merch. I love you guys for real, for free, and the long way. And as always, I'll catch you next time. Ciao. This is your favorite stylist, favorite stylist, leader of all things luxury and the soft girl society, Miss Style Your Clothes and Soothe Your Soul, the style psychologist herself, Sinet Nicole. And I want to thank you for tapping in, tuning in, and turning on Sinet Nicole Approved, the podcast for our very first season. 40 whole episodes flew by so fast. I had a blast. Thank you to all my guests who joined me on fashion, luxury, lifestyle, and life lessons. You guys are all Sinet Nicole approved and can return anytime. I can't wait to share with you all that I have for season two. We will be audio and visual. So stay tuned for the visual premiere coming soon. Season two premieres on August 30th at 9 a.m. Only on 92.6 The Spot. We're replays on Spotify, Apple, and iHeart. I love y'all for free, for real, and the long way for all the genuine love, the shares, the likes, the comments, the subscriptions. Keep the love coming because you know I always send that love energy right back. And I will catch you all in season two. Smooches.